0: Up next is Pete's Ponderings on RCR, reality check radio. Pete's Ponderings is a selection of Pete's candid commentary on everyday issues for Kiwis, taken from his show, Afternoons. Listen to the live broadcast of Peter Williams' afternoon show at 1pm Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, right here on RCR, reality check radio.
1: Now, even though I'm pretty certain I won't be voting for his party this year, I went to see Christopher Luxon speak at the Lake Wanaka Centre last night. Uh, To be honest, the night did not get off to a great start because the organisers had arranged for him to speak in one of the side rooms, one of the meeting rooms. Now this in one of the bluest towns in one of the bluest seats in the country. It was jam-packed full, 10 minutes before he was scheduled to start, so the meeting had to be quickly shifted to the main auditorium, which is where it should have been from the start. That was virtually full as well. Now, Christopher Luxon spoke for about 30 minutes. He's a good speaker, but not a commanding one. He's fluent, no notes, and with a really good command of facts. But, you know, there's something missing in him. He is not a man of great presence, which wasn't helped by his rather too-casual attire, Of a sweater without a jacket I don't think he's a dynamic personality Which maybe he doesn't need to be If he's to become the Prime Minister But he comes across as just a bit too bland For my liking Intriguingly the first question after his speech Came from Ruth Richardson The former Minister of Finance, who lives part of the time in Wanaka these days, she asked him what was on the list of nationals initiatives in their first 100 days of government if they get in after the election. His response, frankly, was seriously unimpressive, underwhelming. He blithered on about trying to fix the public service but there were no big ticket items that he identified. Only later did he mention a few specifics, such as the Three Waters legislation being repealed. I have to say, I went to the meeting not expecting much, and... I came away not disappointed. I think we have just reached peak absurdity at the University of Otago. This is the institution with a $60 million budget shortfall. It's likely to be laying off hundreds of staff in the not-too-distant future. But on campus, there is an uncompleted Maori sculpture, which is still under wraps. It has been for over a year And the university doesn't know when it will be ready to be unveiled and put on public show. But even worse, the university will not say how much it has cost and how much it's going to cost when it's finally ready for public showing. The Otago Daily Times put in an official information request to find out how much it has cost so far. The university has refused to say how much it has spent, and get this, it has warned that any other questioning about the cost of the statue will be deemed culturally insensitive. Think about that. This is a publicly funded institution and at least some of the cost of this sculpture, probably most of it, will have been paid for by the university. So therefore the public deserves to know how much it has cost. But according to the university's Office of Maori Development, tikanga Maori has to be respected and any further questioning on the issue will be regarded as vexatious and culturally insensitive. Frankly, the arrogance is astounding. Hopefully the ombudsman will tell the university to get real and to tell the truth, embarrassing as it is sure to be. You're listening to Pete's Ponderings on RCR, reality check radio. Now, yesterday, you will have read, two of Kim.com's mates were sent to prison for their role in the mega-upload business. Bram van der Kolk and Matthias Ortman both pleaded guilty. They asked for home detention, but they were both put away behind bars for about two and a half years. Now, in this crime, nobody was killed or even hurt It was theft through clever writing of computing code. The exact amount of money denied the copyright holders of the stuff they nicked will never be known. But Van de Kolk and Ortman are going to jail. Compare their sentences then to Stella Maru, who killed Larry Rangiwai in 2021. She got home D. Then there was Melody Nafika, who killed her six-month-old son. She got home D. And then there was the infamous Jaden Meyer. He was found guilty of committing five sexual assaults around Tauranga. He was 16 years old. He also got home detention. These people committed acts of violence on other human beings, the worst kind of crime. They did not go to jail. There are countless other examples of violent crimes where the perpetrator has just got home D. But two clever computer coders did not commit violence. No other person was physically harmed. But they are going to jail. Frankly, something is not right. Our text machine is now
0: live. Send us your thoughts by texting your message to 2057. That's 2057. So get in touch
1: with us now. Have you heard about the country's hot new property market? It is a Tuatapuri, I kid you not. As house prices continue to tumble around the nation, especially in Auckland and Wellington, where the drop in value over the past year is in double digits, this great little town on the Southland coast has seen its house value soar by 8%. Now, I don't know how many houses were actually sold into a in the last year, but the average increase in value there, according to CoreLogic, which researches these things, has gone up from $273,800 at this time last year to $295,850 now. The population of Tuatapuri might have gone up a bit in the last five years, I don't know. But back in 2018, in the census, there were only 531 people living there. But then not far away in Otauta, the values went up 7.6%. But that's a more expensive place to live because the average house price there is 362750 If you want to be a bit further north... Uh, the third best place to be in the last year for a property value increase was Waimati in South Canterbury. Things there went up 5.8%, but the houses there are getting on the expensive side, an average price of 444400 Now, people in the big cities can laugh all they want at the seemingly absurdly low house prices in those towns, But what the price increases point to, I reckon, is a small but perceptible drift to the smaller towns from the big cities. I think more and more people, especially those without dependent kids, are looking to get out of the places where the people are and escape to the country. And I can speak from experience, and I can highly recommend it. Now, listen to this guy and ask yourself, are these legitimate questions... Or are these legitimate questions?
2: In recent decades, there has been an unexplained and alarming growth in the prevalence of chronic illnesses and health problems, especially in children. We've seen a stunning rise in autism, autoimmune disorders, obesity, infertility, serious allergies and respiratory challenges. It's time to ask, what is going on? Is it the food that they eat? The environment that we live in the over prescription of certain medications is it the toxins and chemicals that are present in our homes every year we spend hundreds of billions of dollars to treat these chronic problems rather than looking at what is causing them in the first place too often our public health establishment is too close to big pharma They make a lot of money big pharma big corporations and other special interests and does not want to ask the tough questions about what is happening to our children's health. If Big Pharma defrauds American patients and taxpayers or puts profits above people, they must be investigated and held accountable. When I'm back in the White House, I will establish a special presidential commission of independent minds who are not bought and paid for by Big Pharma, and I will charge them with investigating what is causing the decades-long increase in chronic illnesses. I understand Big Pharma, I believe, better than anybody else. I know where they're coming from. And then I will ask them to publish recommendations for how every American child can have a safe and healthy childhood. This is a conversation that is long overdue and it's a conversation that American families deserve. American families must have this conversation and they must have a leader, a president, who can do something about this problem. And I will do that. Thank you.
1: Couldn't we ask the same questions in New Zealand? Our text machine
0: is now live. Send us your thoughts by texting your message to 2057 that's 2057 so
1: get in touch with us now Now, from the reports I've read and heard, it seems the ACT Party is quite the hit at the field days. David Seymour's party put out its agricultural policy yesterday, and the cockies just loved it. That's because there's nothing a farmer likes more than not having to do a whole lot of paperwork, which is what the Labour and the Green Party's impositions on the rural sector are forcing these people to do. ACT also cut to the chase about methane emissions. Why should our farmers be taxed for their animals' methane emissions when no other country? in the world does such a thing. Why should current government policy put the brakes on our farmers who are by any measure the most efficient producers of food in the world? It's a fair question when yesterday's report from the Ministry for Primary Industries says our food and fibre sector is going to earn the country $56 billion for the year to the end of this month. That's a record. Yet James Shaw, as the Minister for Climate Change, seems intent on putting the handbrakes on the backbone of the economy by taxing animals whose impact on the climate is so minuscule as to be laughable and anyway, according to the IPCC no less, has been been overstated by up to 400% for the last 30 years. So ACT, with their promise to cut regulation, are gaining traction among the farmers, and frankly, who is surprised? You're listening to Pete's Ponderings on RCR, reality check radio. And that's it for the Peter Williams afternoon show for this Friday. Have a very good weekend. If you'd like to get in touch, uh, my address is inbox at realitycheck.radio. My text is 2057. Have a great weekend. I look forward to talking with you again on Monday. You've been listening to
0: Pete's Ponderings on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Remember, you can catch Pete's full show combining smooth sounds and candid commentary on everyday issues for Kiwis and the Peter Williams Afternoon Show on our live broadcasts, 1 p.m. Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. Right here on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Our text machine is now live. Send us your thoughts by texting your message to 2057. That's 2057. So get in touch with us now.